Football Social Daily Premier League Review. Hello and welcome to the Football Social Daily podcast. It's Wednesday. We've had a we're right in the middle of a midweek Premier League game, which is always fun for the podcast because it always gets a bit quiet on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But we've had seven games last night to go through. We've got three more tonight, which we'll all be talking about in the studio today. I'm Marley Anderson in the studio with me today. We've got Adam Brown, Manchester I'm Marley, City fan. Yeah, yeah. How are you, mate? Happy one. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, not bad. Good, good. And we've also got Lee Whitehouse. Hi, mate. Is this I your do. second show now? It is, yeah. I was on last second. week, yeah. Yeah. Must have made an impact, on your, uh, good impact <laughs> on your debut then. <laughs> so, yeah. I, don't I, don't know. Know. I was throwing the puns out everywhere last uh, week. This is it. Big <laughs> expectation for the second game, as it were. <laughs> You've got to live up to that debut now, Lee. <laughs> uh, right, so let's, let's get straight into it. Seven games last night. Hell of a lot of uh, stuff to go through. Uh, but we'll start at uh, the, the North London derby. Uh, Chelsea 2, Arsenal 2. Uh, David Luiz sent off. Lots of stuff going on. Where obviously you'd think Arsenal would be the the happy with the buzzing with the result, the way the sort of game went, wouldn't you? I think um, we saw a little bit of something different from Arsenal. Obviously, two two, um, not a bad result really away at Chelsea. I think for Arsenal where they are currently, obviously with ten men, Louise was sent off in the twenty six minutes, so it's you know the large portion of the game played with 10 men but I think we've seen something slightly different um, about Arsenal under Arteta that we didn't see under Unai Emery and arguably towards the end of Wenger's reign even at Arsenal where they showed a bit of fight and a bit of character mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in, <laughs> than, than I can remember yeah. uh, you know a long time and obviously um, you know 87th minute you know Bellerin got the uh, equaliser so uh, 2-1 when, they, when Chelsea got the second goal you'd think they're dead and buried and I'd probably argue that Arsenal teams of old would have been and I think they just kind of accepted it and gone oh we've lost we can't it's 10 men now but they, they showed a little bit of something I mean you know let's not get caught up in the fact that it was a two-all draw it's not the you know, an amazing result but they'll take a draw but especially with 10 men and just I mean let's not forget as well Aubameyang's out at the minute he's yeah. arguably their best player um, but yeah a little bit more fight about him and maybe a sign of things to come I've, I've been quite quite critical already of Arteta saying we've not really seen like the effect of that you know the new manager bounce or whatever but I saw those little things creeping through that I'm quite impressed by. A little bit of fight, which they've lacked for, what, the best part of 10 years? Yeah, you could, you could trace that all the way back to Vieira days, <laughs> yeah, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah, do you, know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they've been pretty poor um, in, terms, in terms of fight over the last well, 10 years, really. They, they don't seem to have a backbone, do they, Arsenal? Uh, and I still don't think they have. If I'm honest, that result last night, it feels to me more about, yeah, I agree that Arsenal have shown a bit of fight, etc., but... It tells me more. I think it says more about where Chelsea are as well. I mean, they've kept they've only kept five clean sheets this year. I mean, that's worse than Newcastle's, worse than um, you know, worse than Burnley's. But it's, it's some of the teams that are you know struggling or perceived to be struggling in the league. Uh, and I think it's just the hype around Lampard's now falling away a little bit. And it, the reality of the situation setting in that you you know those kids he's got may not all be great. He's got a rotating defence. Um, as as Piliqueta was um, playing fullback last night, where he, he sometimes you know he goes in the three and plays central half. He's got Christensen and Rudiger, I think, were the, the, the mm-hmm. central. But they're, and their keeper, there's question, no question marks over the quality of him as well. Um, so I think, yeah, great on I mean, great for Arsenal, but I think serious question marks around where Chelsea are at the moment. I, I know what you mean about that, Lee, because uh, you know you look at Chelsea in the league, they've lost eight, they've lost more games than Man United this season in the league, which probably would surprise quite a few people who maybe have not paid that much attention to the league table, despite the fact that obviously they're, they're quite a few points ahead of United, of United having a game in hand. But... Um, He's sort of exempt from criticism, Lampard, and I've been, you know, and I, I've been quite, I, I've, you know, I've been quite complimentary of him, especially early part of the season. Um, but you think to yourself, when does that kind of stop for him? Because obviously, once the transfer, you know, he can go back into the transfer market and they can start bringing players in. If the results don't pick up, then surely there's going to be time where people kind of raise a few questions about how good he actually is and if he's got out for the top, top level. Um, you know, 2-2 for me last night. Another thing that interested me, Arsenal, is uh, Martinelli. Uh, he looks yeah. like he could be a really, really yeah, good player. Ten goals now he's yeah. got this season. He, uh, and uh, you look at and he's scored in pretty much every competition as well. Whenever he's played, yeah. he's yeah. come on and he's made an impact. He scored a couple of times in Europe from as well this year. I think he looks like a really good prospect and he seems to be getting a lot of game time under um, Arteta, so maybe moving forward. It's yeah. great for the young players like oh, him God, and, yeah. and Saka yeah. as well. You know, he's getting a lot of games. It's great 
you know, you don't often see that. Sometimes a manager will come in and with their own ideas, and it's quite a risk sometimes to play the the young kind of unproven players because you think, well, if we start getting beat, then they're going to get the brunt of the criticism. But actually, I think Arteta has shown a bit of bravery and he's dropped maybe a little bit more experienced players in favour of giving the youngsters a chance. And to be fair to them, they've actually stepped up and delivered. It's, yeah. I think this season's been great for that, though, because if you look at, um, obviously, Chelsea, it was forced upon them. They've got to go down the youth route because of the transfer embargo that they had. Arsenal seem to have gone that way through Emery and then you say Arteta's continued it. And United have also gone yeah. that way as well. Um, what it has done, though, is as it has also opened up the league a lot. So, <laughs> the gap's you know, got bigger. The, the, <laughs> the gap between the top two teams. I mean, I know Leicester have kind of been in the bridging part at the moment with their young side, but again, they're starting to... It feels as though they're starting to slow down a little bit as well. So that gap between... I mean, Liverpool have walked away, but City are going again. Um, but it's been... It's great to see that, I mean, the likes of Wolves, for example, Sheffield United, they're able to now start to feel like they can compete. Um, and these are two clubs who are relatively new to the league as well. So, you know, Sheffield United first up this year, Wolves had last season, obviously. But, you know, great for those great for the, those clubs and great for the league to actually open itself up a little bit. And also then, you know, we've been criticising these big clubs for years about don't give you for chance, don't give... But now they're going, you know, it's, it's been brilliant, I think, for, yeah, for I, the league as I'm whole. interested to see where Arteta goes in the in, in the transfer window. I don't think he'll make massive kind of changes in this window, but I'm interested to see what he does in summer, who he brings in, and more importantly, who he gets rid of. I think that's going to be quite telling. Quite, yeah. quite worrying for Arteta. He said, I think there was a report yesterday I saw on Sky, uh, Sky Sports saying that he, he has no clue about the transfer policy at Arsenal. So we're halfway through a transfer <laughs> window. And, uh, he's they, probably not it, the first manager to ever know what's going on, to be honest. <laughs> you keep that quiet. Everyone's done that at work where there's something you don't understand but you just don't say. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't really know what's going on here. Yeah, you do that classic man thing of just ignore it and hope it goes away. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you'll figure it out. Don't have to read the instructions. It'll just make sense on the day. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, interesting one for, uh, for for Chelsea and Arsenal last night, I think. Yeah. Looking at uh, Chelsea quickly, um, Lampard has said uh, that they struggle to finish and they're potentially, you know, the, the rumoured to be in the market for for new strikers this month and, and possibly in the summer as well. Um, do we think Tamir Abraham's just playing, is he playing too many games? Is he just, is he a player trying, trying, starting to work him out? What he's all about? Or Because I think he's only got two goals in his last eight games now. I just don't think he's good enough, if I'm honest. I just don't think he's, I, I, he's not in the same, I mean, if I look at Rashford at United, I know he went through a bit of a, 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 a barren spell, if you like, but even then he was still, you know, chipping in, and his head never goes down. I, I wouldn't, put Tammy Abraham in the Rashford league at all I mean I just, and I mean, even Greenwood looks a, a more competent striker uh, when I look at compared I mean Tammy Abraham was at Villa last year in the championship he didn't set that alight he's had, he's had opportunities before um, at over, you know, I think he was at Swansea he didn't he didn't, he didn't do anything there yeah. you know it's, there's. I just don't see that extra bit with him again I think there's, it's, he's been forced upon Chelsea um, to play him um, due to their lack of options mm. uh, and I think I mean Lampard called it yesterday. He, he was trying to cool it down a little bit, but the Cavani links there. He, Cavani's said he wants to come to the Premier League. Wouldn't be surprised if he ends not grand a week. Cavani, they can, I mean, they can afford it. They can afford it. I, I, I think about Abraham. I, I I like him. I think he's. Um, I think he's shown quite a lot this season actually and I think that he has been criticised a fair bit and I think his record this season has been pretty decent and I think actually the difference between Abraham and some of the other like young English strikers that we've seen like you know Rashford and probably to a lesser extent Greenwood is that Abraham now is he's been kind of given the, the nod that he is the man for Chelsea he's the he's their main first choice striker yep. number Even nine the, shirt and everything yeah, number yep. nine shirt that's you know it's a big statement listen you're not you're going to be the we're playing one up front and you're him essentially yeah. when, and it's still a massive club where they've got expectations mm. to qualify for the Champions League it's a hell of a lot of pressure like really yeah. think about it yep. um, and you know and he's got other players in that squad around him they could have gone with you know Giroud at the start of the season Batshuayi's still there on 100 grand a week apparently <laughs> so he's getting picked and that's probably you know testament to Lampard going well actually I'm going to back you and you're going to be my guy whether he's got the quality like Lee says to actually lead that Chelsea line moving forward and like you said like, you know, moving back to what I said before about when they can go into the transfer window whether or not Lampard's sort of resolve around Abraham's going to stick when he's getting someone like Cavani kind of waved in front of his, <laughs> in front of his face <laughs> yeah. whether or not he's going to still stick to it I'd like to see it and I can also see Abraham ended up playing a bigger role for England me as well 
Yeah. I do well, think well, coming up. England yeah. are struggling at the moment, aren't they? With yeah. Rashford and Kane. That's what pairs. I think. I mean, yeah. there was a whole thing the other, the other day. We're talking about, um, you know, what what do you think is going to happen if if Kane doesn't make it? And I can see someone like Abraham getting the nod from from Southgate. I think he's a I think he's a useful player to have around. I don't think there's many strikers, English strikers, that are like him. I think he offers something a little I, bit different. I, yeah, I think he off, I, I think he can bring something to the table. My point is, I just don't think he's in that calibre. He's. I don't think he's with Rashford. I mean, we yeah. talk about Rashford. To be uh, fair, like Rashford, an older statesman, actually, yeah. I think he's, what, 22? He's, he's like still, Rashford's he's been around for about five years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that's probably where we're seeing it. This, we're probably judging Abraham on, you know, he's not quite good enough now, but it's, it's still his, it's only his first season in the Premier League. I think he had half a crack at it with, with Swansea. Swansea. Yeah. Um, you know, and don't forget... That was a poor team, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and he's, he's had to go out and, and, and do that, whereas Rashford never had that. He never had to go out on loan and, yeah, you know, kind of prove... Because, stripes. Like you say, you know, if you if you go play half a season in the Championship or whatever and it doesn't fall right for you, you have a load of change of management or whatever when, you, when you're at a club, which is a possibility at Championship level, you know, you, you can't really get momentum. It's you know, I'm not saying it's harder to play in that league, but in some ways... If you get judged by that, I mean, you look at players that are, you know, when Kane he went on loan to Leicester, you know, before it, when he was at Tottenham, yeah, and, and Norwich, yeah, you, you know, and, 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 yeah, and, and no one's, oh, do you remember his, you know, brilliant spell at them? No one really remembers yeah. that. No. So, <laughs> you know, you know, it, I think that it's quite hard to judge someone until they get the games. And if Abraham he has a couple of games where he doesn't score, I hope Lampard does stick by him and, and give him another chance because I think it's important for not only them, but also from a more selfish perspective for, for England just to see someone develop and progress we've not got any stri- great strikers coming through Rashford obviously is playing out wide quite a lot for United so yeah. you know when yeah. it comes to if we do get a big injury problem like we might have for the Euros looking forward Kane Rashford probably hasn't played down the middle enough to be the direct replacement even that's if he makes it you know yeah. and obviously yeah, Vardy's yeah. out of the equation now so it's good to have him there I think yeah Okay, uh, moving on. I should uh, do a quick apology because uh, I did introduce myself as Marley Anderson uh, and it should have been Mystic Marley Anderson because oh, I right, predicted right, okay. 2-2 between Chelsea and Arsenal on yesterday's podcast. And uh, for once, I actually got it right and usually we get quite a lot of sticks saying on social saying, ah, oh, you got this well wrong because it ends up you know, 4-0 <laughs> to one team. So this is just me having a little uh, quip back at the haters, blocking out the haters. There we go. Um, yeah, and from one 2-2 draw to another, because after 93 minutes, it was Everton 2, Newcastle 0. Obviously, my team, I'd gone out, I'd, I'd watched the first hour. You'd given up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched the first hour. My missus was like, oh, we've got to do the shopping, blah, blah, blah. I was like, right, fine. We're not going to get anything out of this. Halfway down the rice aisle, bang, looked at my phone, 2-2. <laughs> two, two. It's like, you what? 2-2. Two, two. Was you, was you doing a dance down the right side? Oh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was doing it. God knows what I was doing. And to be fair, when you saw Moise Keane had scored after 30 minutes, I bet you thought, I'm going to get me shopping yeah, now. But obviously, <laughs> obviously yeah. bloody 20 games without a goal and then yeah. plays Newcastle and gets one. Um, absolutely destroyed my bet last night as well. I, was, uh, I, had, uh, I went through the... Um, Skybet treble, and I was, I was going to cash it out, but I thought I'd wait. I'll wait for the uh, Everton game to finish just to see what they offer me. And <laughs> it's suddenly two goals in two, in a minute. Is just oh, what? I mean, that's crazy. Ninety four for ninety fifth minute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Le- Florian Lejeune had never scored in over a thousand days, and scored never scored for Newcastle, <laughs> and two goals in ninety Brilliant. seconds, which just sums up our season. The thing is about Lejeune, uh, Marley. I've, I've only seen him in kind of flashes really in, in the sense that because he seemed to be injured all the time he seems to be yeah, that, that player that never really played and he did two uh, crucial ligaments back to back practically so. when, but whenever I speak to Newcastle fans they used to tell me how good he was like yeah. someone was saying yeah. he's probably one of our he's if not our best defender they've not seen him enough but he said oh, if he if he was fully fit he'd be playing every game is yeah. he that good? He is, yeah. Um, he's one of them. He's he's got everything. He's got he's got enough pace. He's got he's big and tall and strong. He's good with the ball, um, and he, he can play in a back three or a back, you know, back four. So yeah. either two centre backs or three centre backs, he's pretty comfortable. And to be honest, if it wasn't for Lascelles, sort of like Lascelles is captain and stuff, but as a out and out defender, Lejeune's probably mm. better. Mm. And even Fabian Shah's just as good. Yeah, so, good. I mean, you look at like Lascelles last night made a mistake for Calvert Lewin's goal, dived in, silly mistake, and then you get Lejeune coming off the bench. I mean, Newcastle ended the the game with seven defenders on the pitch oh. chasing a two nil two nil down, with seven <laughs> defenders off, and they did it. That's and Steve Bruce. It, yeah. Steve Bruce Steve took Joe Linton off and put Fabian Shah on, and I was like, is he putting Shah up front because he the can score bangers? Fair dues, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a great result for Newcastle. Centre back coming off the bench and scoring twice is yeah. just insane. I mean, 
Jordan Pickford's little arms and little face was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, did you see, um, you know, from a Newcastle perspective, uh, have you got that kind of fight about you? Is, is that a Steve Bruce thing? That, that's, the, that's the one thing this squad's got, if I'm honest. It's got fight. It might not have the most talent, but they genuinely don't it's, give up. And it's it's strange to see for me because I'm used to my, my Newcastle team This, this has to be a season that Newcastle fans are fearing the worst. You only need 10 points now to stay up, really. You, you, you're on 30 points. Yep, that's 10, what, 40 will get you. Should be safe. Yeah, that's what uh, dawned on me last night. We've got 14, 14 games, I think, to get... Uh, I mean, 10 that's, points. That's, so. that's a, I mean, if that's a great season in reality yeah. to where you where you thought you were going to be. I think oh. at the very start, yeah. Uh, you know, especially losing Rondon and Rafa, obviously the yeah. super Rafa, and, and then replacing with Steve Bruce, who, much as he's a Geordie, he's a Newcastle fan. His record's not, yeah, you know, not brilliant. It was like uh, trading in the. Porsche or Fiat Panda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the, the Panda will never stop running. I was That's the say, that, that yeah, Panda yeah. will drive through yeah. walls for you. That's but what the, it is. The, the thing is, again, look at the table. The Newcastle. What the the, the four points behind United now were fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the start of the season, if someone had turned around to you and said that you'd be level on points after twenty four games of Arsenal, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, for me, there was that attitude towards Steve Bruce, uh, and I, you know, I was probably guilty of it as well to an extent. Where as soon as he, he was appointed, everyone was going, "Well, he's the first manager sacked this season. He'll be he'll be sacked straight away. Like he, he won't." Mm-hmm. They'll be fighting yeah. relegation. They're going down, and you know what? I've seen little glimmers of, I don't know, just things that I think actually, you know what? They can build on that. Yeah. I think you know he's, he's managed to get certain players who, you know, we've always known they can do it. Like you know, like um, uh, Almiron, for example, and even obviously Joe Linton had his kind of spell where he wasn't really scoring, but he still looked like he's he's got it in him. Mm. And I think Bruce maybe I don't know. He seems to be be able to motivate him quite well and it seems, it, seems to, be. to be buying into it a little bit more now so yeah. you know hopefully if he spends a bit of money you never know that's I've, I've, said, yeah, I've said for a few weeks well a few months now if our strikers start scoring God knows where we're going to be because <laughs> yeah. our, yeah. our centre-backs have got about 15 goals between them this year it's, <laughs> it's crazy so, sometimes that's the way I, when, uh, when West Brom were in there we used to score corners set pieces was our thing oh, Gareth McCauley Gareth McCauley Dawson <laughs> yeah, when you, were, yeah. you know these and Olsen were the, I think they're our top goal scorers in, yeah. at one point during the season so you used to think to yourself imagine if Rondon actually started scoring goals here <laughs> we yeah, could yeah. be really pushing up the table um, yeah he's you know, it's great. It's great for Newcastle. I think to in, in a difficult time for the club uh, until all this, um, you know, all, all the ownership gets sorted out and mm. all the rumours. Because they, 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 I mean, there's a lot to offer up there, isn't there, in, in Newcastle? You know, the, the, this big club that's just waiting to. You feel like it's waiting to go. Uh, it just never seems to happen for them. I feel sorry for the fans more than anything in that sense. But yeah, you know, and, it's a yeah. It's a, Good season from, and obviously with Everton, um, bit of a weird start to Ancelotti's yeah. kind of you know yeah. reign, really in a lot of ways. Uh, I think he's just working out what he's got, and he's slowly realizing that he needs a fair bit more. Yeah. Like I mean, Theo Walcott's playing, and oh, yeah, he's, come on, man, like Walcott, he burst into the sort of national thing at 16 or 17 whatever he was and he went to the World Cup and all the rest of it and he's just never kicked on has he? No. no. He's still there 30 years old right <laughs> midfield can't cross yeah. doesn't score <laughs> yeah. crap haircut like he's got that weird yeah. like Princess Leia style bloody <laughs> ponytail thing going on it, it, Do you know what? He's the, tr- like players <laughs> like that and he's trying to build a new team around these guys and it's their recruitment know, has been poor. Not sure, uh, man. Spent a uh, fortune, haven't they, yeah. on number tens? Yeah, yeah. I said <laughs> yeah. That, I said this a couple of weeks back on on the podcast about the the recruitment has been been poor, and the, and the fans can't really complain because it's not like they've not spent money. You know, you think to yourself, there's some clubs in the Premier League where you know the fans are just dying for the chairman to put their hand in the pocket and and and, yeah. and spend some cash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Everton have had that. They've been and they've been splashing around twenty five million, forty million. 50 million, but they've always seemed to sign players that around that sort of 35, 40 million mark. Where now in today's transfer market, too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. They've overpaid yeah, for yeah. players, yeah. and even and you know, you're not going to get a top, top level player. Usually, it's a player that if they've gone from you know a, a top four, top five team, it's because they can't get in that team. Yeah. They're not good yeah. enough to be there. So they're not going to get you back to that. Yeah. They're not going to get you to the top four if no. they weren't good enough yeah, for it in the first place. That's the at, reason why these teams are letting them go. You look at their midfield partnership yesterday, and they had Schneiderlin and Fabian Delph. Yeah. Schneiderlin. Didn't wasn't good enough to play for United, and Delph. I mean, all right, he was a good squad player at City, but he was never going to be our first choice central midfielder. Yeah. And that's their first. Yeah. That, that's their partnership they've gone with yet last night. You know. Yeah. So you look at that and you just think, where do they go from here? Where do they go? I'd like to see who he brings in. Um, I think he's a brilliant manager, uh, and I just think a couple of transfer windows and it could all change for him. But how much more money can they spend with it before they start getting into big trouble? Yeah. Well, you mentioned City there. Um, they were playing last night as well. 
little bit of a uh, few hairy moments, um, but you came through in the end, 1-0 against Sheffield United. Uh, Mr. Penalty, Jesus, Mr. Penalty. Everyone seems to have missed a penalty at some oh, point for Man yeah. City over the years. So I don't know why we just don't sort it out. I mean, in my head, I don't think. Why don't, I thought De Bruyne would just take a penalty. For me, well, in my I, head, yeah. he, lo- he looks like and seems like the perfect penalty taker. I seen someone saying that. Um, well, a few people saying that last night. Why doesn't De Bruyne yeah. you know, best technique in the in the world, arguably? Um, doesn't doesn't be affected. He's not affected by pressure. He just mustn't be. He just mustn't fancy it. Yeah, because there's no reason why. He wouldn't have been tried. He's would, one of the best he? strikers of the ball in the Premier League. You yeah. see how, you know, his technique's unbelievable. He doesn't seem to really get, you know, pressure doesn't seem to get to him very much. He, you know, on the biggest stages, he just seems to be playing in the same, you know, doesn't get wound up easily. You'd think he'd be the perfect person to take a penalty, but it's looking like now there's people saying that Edison's going to be our penalty taker. I was just about to yeah, say Yeah, Guardiola that. said he's the best <laughs> penalty taker. Guardiola said taker. But I tell you what, you better score because if, if he's just, charging yeah, back... He's got to charge to get back down the pitch if he misses. <laughs> That's my only worry. I mean, again, Edison, what, you know, he, he can... He, unbelievable technique when it comes to striking a ball, but it shouldn't come to yeah. that. Yeah. You've got, you've, got, you know, you've got 10 outfield players who are on obscene amounts of money. If one of them can't score from that far out, it's something's wrong. I would I would pay to see Edison just <laughs> hammer the ball as hard as he could. Doesn't yeah. matter if the goalie stood there, he'd be like trying to catch just a cannonball. Yeah, like, yeah. Take it, would be, it would be brilliant. And I hope he does because I might put him in my fantasy team just in case. Just, he, uh, just in case yeah, yeah, just yeah, in yeah. case you get about eight <laughs> points <laughs> off a goalie scoring or something. Um yeah, but City City they got through. A little bit of backbone. Laporte was back. That's a good, uh, it's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, there's a, a couple. Yeah, I feel like we. Um, I don't want Laporte to be caught, to to get what we used to say at City about you know like the sort of the the Vincent Company worries all the time. Whereas if anyone would go near a company, you'd sort of wince and be like, oh my god, he's going to get injured because we've become we've realised how important Laporte is to us this season. Well, and, he got uh, he got slide tackle last night after about twelve yeah. minutes, didn't he? Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was I was like, there going oh. up. Oh. You know, I mean, I saw um uh, a journalist on Twitter said, uh, "Oh, he's uh, just gone straight through Laporte, uh, not looking good." And he's like, "Don't worry, City fans, he's up and he's walking." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so, and, and it's weird. You just realise how important he is. I mean, company used to be. I mean, it went through a phase at one point with City where if he got injured, that was our season done. Yeah, he was that important have to, to us. Him in cotton wool. Yeah, it was almost like Lidl- remember Ledley King for Spurs. Yeah, yeah. And he would yeah, he, he wouldn't just, train yeah, during the week because yeah. they'd just wrap him up completely because he was a best couldn't player. do back to back games and things like that. Yeah. yeah, and I just don't want. I mean, Laporte's still he's still young, and I'm I'm, I'm sure it won't come to that. But yeah. you realise how important he is to City. How have City got into this situation with all the money they've spent? That one centre half <laughs> being injured has pretty much cost them their season because yeah. the you know the league's gone. We all know the league's yeah. gone. I mean, Liverpool have stepped up, granted, but the fact that they've lost Laporte and suddenly they they can't or they struggle to keep clean sheets. It, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we, how much money they've spent? I'd lo- I'd love to have seen a bit bit more better, or better recruitment by Pep in in the summer. Just gone uh, when company left. I really think we should have brought another centre back in. I'm not saying it would have to be. You know, Laporte was obviously going to be our kind of number one centre back, but I'd like to have seen someone else to go in there. I mean, you could argue we, we've got John Stones who we paid fifty million quid for. <laughs> yeah, who's not been great, and him and Guardiola. I'm not sure what their relationships like at the moment. Otamendi has been just kind of a guy that's just always been around. Do you know what I mean? He's kind of filled yeah, him. Usually sliding on the floor yeah, past the ball. You know, yeah. and, and he's, he's kind of got a reputation as being a bit of a loose cannon at City, really. We don't really know what you're going to get from him. You put yeah. him out then, he could be amazing, could be absolutely shocking. So I'd like to have seen him bring someone else in. The question is then, is that like you find at the, the, the big clubs, is that you're not going to get someone of great quality who's prepared to sit on the bench for for yeah. you know yeah, 60%, 70% of the season and wait, oh, you're here in case Laporte gets injured. Yeah. So it's difficult, but... It's worrying when Fernandinho's played at the back most of the season, or Rodri's had to fill in, and for a team that's supposedly got endless amounts of money, can go. It's just a yeah, it's it's a shame, but good to see him back. And again, Sergio did the business last night, which just shows how important he still is for us. Without him, you kind of you do worry for City. That worries me more. The the goals, you you do wonder where they come from. I mean, obviously their their midfield's amazing; they can go and get goals from there. But when they really need a goal from your striker, you you just. You never think Jesus is the man. You no. just don't think he's yeah. going to get you the goal. He ain't yeah. going to do an Aguero and go and get a hat trick uh, out of nothing, which is what Aguero can do. Yeah. Uh, and arguably, one of the when they were saying that you know, one of the best players ever to Premier League, his record is. I mean, he's more hat tricks now. Yeah. Um, he's scored stupid amount of goals. You yeah. know, he's in. He's in the. He's got to be in the top. Top. I, I think he's the. I think he's the best foreign striker we've ever had in the Premier League. Are you putting Henri into that? Yeah, I, 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 I think I, I, that's quite a safe. That's a yeah. 
thing. But um, well, you could argue about Henri. Did he? Did he kind of carry those Arsenal teams, the Invincibles, and all mm. that? Because not just about it's, goals. It's certainly between you know. them two. Isn't yeah, it? not yeah. just about goals. But people, I mean, people might say Henri. I mean, look, he's very close because Henri was unbelievable. I think Henri mm. just comes with a bit more personality. That's about what it is. That's what it is. He's more. Cause yeah. he's, it's because yeah. in them bloody Renault adverts, and all That's all it is. We need to get Sergio Aguero on Toyota. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's coming up with something. <laughs> a, little ca- a little catchphrase and he suddenly he's the best foreign striker ever <laughs> right well we mentioned Aguero uh, we might come back to him at the end of the month uh, at the end of the show sorry because there is uh, some sort of transfer rumour around him but I'll let you uh, think about that one until later we're going to take a quick break we'll be back shortly on Football Social Daily subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode Football Social Daily, Premier League Review. Hello, welcome back to Football Social Daily. Don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast and get the latest show whenever it's ready. It's dropping straight into your inbox wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, iTunes, uh, where else we got? Acast, everywhere. Anywhere you get your podcast, just subscribe and you'll get the latest show straight to your uh, straight to your inbox. Uh, also, you can download uh, the Alexa app that we've got, which is excellent uh, for your latest news about your team. All you do is set your team and you could say, play me my latest Newcastle United news or Man City news. Sorry, Lee, we haven't got West Brom just <laughs> yet. Waiting next for you, season. Waiting Hopefully for you to get promoted. Season. Hopefully next season. Um, and then, yeah, basically, it's our it's our journalist uh, telling you all the latest news about your team. So hopefully next season, Lee will be all over that. Yeah. Uh, thinking of uh, West Brom's uh, title challenge. So well, far, just 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 hoping we don't <laughs> get battered by stuttering. wolves. Maybe <laughs> 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 what we're looking for at the moment. Uh, but let's move on. So we've got uh, three more games coming up tonight, which completes the midweek uh, fixture list. We've got Leicester City at home to West Ham, Spurs host Norwich City, and we've got Man United at home to Burnley. So let's start with Leicester because they've lost the last two. Uh, West Ham have been classic West Ham. You could not predict a West Ham result if your life depended on it. Jim's in the office. Talking to Jim, I was talking to Jim this morning, and he was saying, "I do not know how this was, this one's going to go." <laughs> he said he'd be more, he'd actually be more uh, confident of a, of a result had Leicester been in flying form, which just sums up how unpredictable <laughs> West, Ham, yeah. West Ham are. <laughs> so, how do we see this one going? Leicester in sort of a roughish patch. West Ham kind of getting a bit better, but still West Ham. So, how are we seeing this one, guys? It's weird. Um, I, a couple of weeks ago, I'd have. 100% said the Leicester win um, but we've seen a few strange things coming yeah. out of Leicester I think the past mm. couple of weeks I mean even this whole thing about uh, Chilwell and Chowdhury missing this training session and I don't know for me I I, I really thought from the outside looking in um, you know Leicester fans might be able to shed some light on it a bit more but I really felt that the, the players had bought into that sort of Brendan Rodgers you know mentality and the ethos mm. that he kind of tries to bring to a club and I really th- thought they were a really close-knit tight group of players mm. I've always felt like that about Leicester even since they won the league you always felt that when they re- retain the, the core of that, that, that team and I don't know we've seen a few signs of it slipping have they kind of when they lost that game to, to Liverpool over Christmas was that a sort of a, a thing yeah. where they went well we can't win the league now anyway so we're yeah. safe we're alright we're still going to probably finish in the top six or probably Champions League really to be honest have they took the foot off the, the gas really? I mean I don't think it helps that Brendan Rodgers he's been linked with jobs all over the place even though the jobs are yeah. in there so the yeah. Arsenal job was the prime example they should have gone for Rodgers everyone was saying that I know he's signed a new contract but Let's be honest, that means nothing yeah, in football these country. days. Country um, also, the the players are all linked to go everywhere. I mean, Madison's heavily linked to uh, disappear to United. I think the Harvey Barnes, who we had on loan actually last season for the first half, I mean, he's, he's a really, really class actor as a player. Yeah. I mean, he'll I'll, I'll be surprised if he's not being linked with some of the big boys as well. Mm. Um, and Chilwell the, as well. And Chilwell's Chelsea, always, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's linked constantly with the big clubs. And that, that just disrupts everything. And unfortunately, you know, it happens to clubs like the size of Leicester. No, no disrespect. I know they won the league a couple of years ago, but you know, just keeping all of these players and keeping the focus on them, keeping them focused is going to be tough. But also, again, coming back to linking a, bit, a little bit with Chelsea, they're a young team. They're not going to be able to sustain a challenge all season. And go, I mean, look, can, can try and compete with what Liverpool and City are, yeah. are doing and have been doing the last couple of years. For that young team, it's not. And then you know they've got. Johnny Evans, great defender, in my opinion. It's one of the best outside the top six. Um, and that young lad playing next to him. But, again, that's not a, 
yeah. it's not sustainable across the season to expect those guys to be turning up and winning every game. So I mean, with West Ham as well, I mean, you, you feel like it's, it's, it's a strange, it strange. strange I, I can't, like you say before, you were saying what you know, Jim said that. <laughs> If it was less that were flying, he'd fancy him more. It's just so hard to get your head around what goes on at West Ham and, and what the thought process is. <laughs> yeah. I think I do feel like they're kind of in a bit of panic mode now. I do think it's the reality is set in that, that, and that's probably why they got David Moyes because I think the, someone who's <laughs> you up don't, to, no, yeah. no team that isn't panicking yeah, appoints yeah, yeah, David you know Moyes. I mean? It's not you know if it was uh, put it this way, if West Ham had been sort of you know sixth and Pellegrini had gone to Arsenal you know what I mean that sort of thing they wouldn't have gone let's yeah. get David Moyes in they've probably got someone who yeah. they're not going to go for a relegation dogfight but I think they're well and truly in it um, yeah. well if, if they lose tonight they're level on points with Bournemouth and Watford in 18th and 19th uh, they'll they'll have played a game less after tonight if they lose but still it, it's still in there it's worrying. 15th down it's an absolute dogfight any, yeah anybody because you do think when you look at the table as well and you, and you look at West Ham I think they're the team that are in danger of being labelled are oh, they too good to go down and that's always <laughs> do you know there's, what I mean there's always yeah, one yeah. isn't there yeah, yeah there's always, always a team one. and you go no they've got way they, to play they're too good they've got some, they've got some good players but if they're, yep. they're not playing I mean, you look at some of the results again last night like you know Villa that didn't that, that didn't go a well for West Ham that's not going to go in their favour because yep. they, you know, they've obviously leapfrogged them now um, I think I think I could be a draw or if not a narrow yeah. Leicester win for me I think Leicester will beat them tonight if I'm honest I think, yeah yeah. I think they'll, they'll be back on back, back to winning ways yeah. you think? it's, it's yeah, a good, it's a good opportunity so. for them to, to sort of it is a, it's a great chance for them to just get them back self and back I, in amongst the goals of get Vardy I mean he missed a penalty yeah. uh, weekend but I think you know, if you can get him back in front of goal and scoring That'd be, and actually, that'd be weirdly, sometimes when you have a little bit of disruption like this, you know, the Chilwell and Chowdhury thing that's happened, um, Rogers might kind of sort of sort of hit hammer home that point even more. That listen, we don't people are going to be judging us now. The, the eyes are on us. We go and show them how we respond. Show yeah. them that we are still together. We are united. You know, well, he loves the word character, doesn't he? Loves he loves character. Uh, character. Yeah, yeah, time yeah, to show yeah. some character. Yeah, he's put, he's put, oh, he loves saying that. Loves yeah, a, a great character. opportunity for me to say it in the, in the dressing room today. <laughs> Uh, what else we got tonight? We have got Spurs versus Norwich at uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, Spurs again? Spurs. I mean, they've I not don't... really kicked on, have they? Under Mourinho, it no. started off okay. It's, it's difficult. They've lost Kane now as well, so that's always going to be a difficult thing for them. Yeah. Um, but you kind of, you can't. You look at Norwich and you just feel it's it's gone for them. I just, I don't. You know, it, it's a difficult when you you're at the bottom of the league and you've got no confidence. It even, you know, it's, it's you, you need to get your big players playing, but. Even then, you know, it's, it's such a difficult league to, and Tottenham's going to be a tough place to go. He'll, Mourinho will want to see some reaction from his players as well. Yeah. I, I just can't... For this, I just can't see past Tottenham winning, to be honest. I just, I just think Norwich are, are just kind of gone now, if well, I'm honest. Well, even the uh, the manager uh, at Norwich, he, he's kind of conceded uh, earlier today that it might be, you know, life in the championship next season. He's kind of mm. conceded that they are, they're more likely they're going to go down now. It's not exactly fighting talk, is it? But at the same time, if you start saying, well, we're going to, this is going to march on now and this is our escape, <laughs> why do it earlier? You know, maybe he needs a bit of a Che Adams' his, um, uh, belief oh. when uh, he signed for Southampton and said, obviously, the aim is to win the league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, but then the, way, the, way the way they're playing now, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't, but no, but do you know what I mean? It was, yeah, these, these being re- realistic and then these, you know, these being... Deluded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with Spurs, uh, I can't quite get my head around, again, Mourinho, it's a strange one since he's been there. He's done everything that's not Mourinho since he's been at Spurs. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's leaked a load of goals. They've scored quite a few goals in games. He's, yeah, I mean, yeah. Mourinho's very rarely been involved in 4-3. <laughs> you know, games that it's 4-3. Yeah. But obviously, I th- to be fair, I think they've been stung with some injuries, which some of them were probably before Mourinho uh, was in there. Obviously, Lloris has missed quite a lot of the season, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, Sissoko's looking like he's out now. And obviously, Harry Kane's a massive loss to Tottenham because yeah. what do they do? I mean, realistically, when Kane's out, they just play... Midfielders up front, you <laughs> yeah. know, our wingers. They, yeah. they Mora was up front the other day, wasn't he? And then, yeah, yeah like, and, and, he started the last couple. Yeah, with Mora and it's front, not yeah. the bad players. It's just that they're not. It changes the entire way they play. Mm. When you've got yeah. even even Son, who I think is probably one of the best players in the league, that he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, um, he's not. He's not a striker for me. You know what I mean? And, and they need someone. But again, I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier with with sitting their defender problem. Who, who you're going to get in now who's good enough that you go oh can you come and play but when Kane's back you, you're on you the bench yeah on the bench yeah you know and they're going to know that you can't even if you <laughs> do the big tell them they're not yeah I oh, promise no, you no. I promise when Kane's I back you're still going to be our main striker yeah. don't I think lie. that's always been their 
their reasoning for not doing I mean they've done no transfer they went through two transfer windows without doing anything and that was always their reasoning behind it in that who are we going to possibly sign who's going to improve the squad but be happy to sit on the bench yeah. because yeah. that's ultimately what you're going to do behind you've got you've Harry got Kane. you've got two choices haven't you you've got to either bring a highly rated youngster in who's happy mm. for the to come off the bench and learn every day or you can bring in a veteran like Lorente last season who is again just happy for the games and sort of happy to be there but to improve the squad neither of them ends of sort of the the spectrum yeah. don't they don't improve the squad as much no, so no. The best way to improve the squad is sign someone like, let's say, Cavani, for example. But Cavani's just going to go. Well, I'm not going to s- sign for you when I'm going to be on the bench every week. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a he's too big a character, Cavani, yeah. to go in exactly, and sit, yeah. sit on the bench. I think yeah, just is. anyone in that yeah. mold though would the, be the, like. Mm, they come need on. someone like a Lorente who, who who's maybe out of contract. Uh, Apparently, somewhere. they were they were offered him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 like that. That. I was like, yeah. come yeah. on, that would just look silly though. Like, oh, we got rid of him, then we were going to get him on a free, but then he went to Napoli, and then they're going to loan him back. Just that, just. Stinks of an absolute mess that doesn't. Yeah, it? I mean, yeah. They, they just could do with but, someone who, like you say, maybe coming to the later stage of the career, can grab you a goal. It, you know, he's probably going to come in maybe start ten games a season, but can throw him on in the seventieth minute or whatever. Mm. They just need someone like that. Yeah. They've lacked that. I mean, Lorente was probably ideal for for Tottenham when they had him for, for that short yeah, kind yeah. of amount of time. But I, I, them players are quite hard to come by. Weirdly, <laughs> yeah, you know, because no, yeah. most of the time they come with if they've if they've been successful somewhere else. Sometimes ego, and usually yeah. it costs a lot of money. Baggage. Yeah. yeah, in terms of wages. Well, maybe you need to get on the phone to uh, Steve Bruce and say, well, you seven, how many defenders did you play last night, Steve? <laughs> seven. <laughs> right, I might try that. Get, yeah. get Jan Vertonghen yeah. playing left wing or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but no, we're all going for a Spurs win, I think. Um, and yeah, that sh- it should, should be. It should be. It should be that. But having said that, we could be wrong. We've been wrong before not. on this podcast. Um the last game tonight, Man United at home to Burnley. No Rashford. Uh, Martial should start up front again. Greenwood probably getting another chance. Big physical side like Burnley. What what are we seeing here? This is the game that United are likely to lose in. It, it, it is a it's a typical banana skin uh, <laughs> fixture for United. You just where's the cliche bell? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it is. Um, it just I don't know. They should United should get through this fixture. Rel- relatively comfortably, yeah. but uh, you know you, they really need. It was in the absence, one-sided at Turf Moor as well, I think. In the in the, ab- in the absence of Rashford, they really need Martial to step up now. I think because you know he we saw at the week at you know, the weekend you know when he missed that chance against Liverpool. I mean they played well. United played well against. I mean Liverpool could have been outside, but there wasn't. And if Martial actually he takes takes the chance, uh, they probably get something out of that game. And. Every United fan I've spoke to have said that it's unusual for Martial to snatch at the ball the way he did. I don't know whether that's just the pressure of being the number one or not, but he really, if he can step up, then they, sh- they should get through. But it's like I say, it's just one of those fixtures that you just yeah. think United at home should be three points. But I, I, I was looking know. at the teams, uh, Lindelof might miss tonight. I think, I think that's a blessing because yeah. I think Lindelof, if anywhere where he's poor, it's in the air. And yeah. if one thing mm. Burnley are going to do, if they get the ball, they're going to hoof it towards oh, God, the two yeah. big lads up front. Well, Barnes is injured, I think, but they're going to. Well, Chris got, Wood's going to have Chris a right Wood's goal good in the air, and then Rodriguez, yeah. He, yeah. He, he can play up front on his own and hold the ball up well. Yeah, he's um, a big guy. He's, he's, a, he's, a, too, he's, he's a big he's, lad. He's Rodriguez, one of them you don't yeah. think he's yeah. as big as he is, and you see him yeah, yeah, next yeah. to a centre back. You know, he's a really. He's a talented player who's kind of he lost his way a little bit, I suppose. Well, he ended up at West Brom, so <laughs> <laughs> he definitely lost his way. Um, but you know, he was in the—I mean, he was in the England squad a couple of yep. years ago. You know, he when when they were all kind of breaking through yeah, the line yeah, and all yeah. these guys. So, you know, he—he's—he he's, got—he had a bad injury, but yeah, he can do a job. Um, Rodriguez, and like I said, they are a big side, and it is again—it is those kind of teams that United struggle against. So. Do you know what? I agree with you, Marley. I think Lindelof probably isn't the most suited to playing against Burnley. Um, I was having a discussion with a mate who's a big United fan, and he was saying about. I said, "You know what? I've not been impressed with him. Honestly, Lindelof. I don't. I don't think he's anything. Anything really. I think think, he'd be great in Spain. It'd be yeah. great. It'd be great playing yeah. in in Spain or in Italy or something like that. But yeah. I don't think he's physical enough for me. I mean, I know that you could argue that well, United have got Maguire there for that, and he's you know he's kind of this he's a linchpin of the defence, if you will. But yeah, but if you kick it towards the other guy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every ball, yeah, can yeah, it? Exactly, but even yeah. you think back to the you know, and United fans hate you know. Well, actually, no, they love going back to the glory years. But you look back at Ferdinand and Vidic. Yeah, 
they, they kind struggle. of complemented each other yeah. because you know Vidic had this, this sort of the, the brute strength and all, but Ferdinand was a bit more cultured in the sense he could play it out. But there was, but Ferdinand wasn't exactly a pushover. No. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's exactly. a big guy. He yeah. was strong and he was <laughs> yeah. physical. So I do think that um, I mean, obviously looking like Eric Bayer might come in to replace him. He's been out for a long time. He was on the bench against Liverpool. He's not the biggest. He's not the biggest, no, is he? And also, biggest, no. I mean, it's a big for his first proper game back playing. A, I wouldn't fancy playing against Chris Ward personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not, he's not going to. It's not really an easy game, is it? The, the other problem United have got tonight is that Burnley are just going to sit in. They're not. They're not going to come out and try and play football against them. They, they're <laughs> they're going to sit in and try yeah. and get get a set piece and get in that because at the moment that's what they 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 are playing. That's the football they're playing. Yeah. And again, those are the clubs that United struggle against because they can't break them down. They haven't got that 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 player in the middle who can pick a pass and can just unlock a defense. Yeah. Mm. And. So I think this could be a real struggle for United. I think Matt, Matt um, you know, we've seen him kind of get in the team a little bit more. Yeah. I'm a bit surprised that he didn't start him uh, in the last game because mm. I thought he played quite well the game before. So maybe if he gets someone like Matt mm. starting in the game, can he and get him on the ball and yeah, you know, you need and, every creative aspect. Yeah, of the yeah game. And he, and, he's he's not as good as he was, but he's still more creative than anyone else. Yeah, United, and you, really. you still think that in a team against Burnley, maybe you know the quality in midfield is slightly less than than you know looking at the, the, the big teams. Yeah, maybe you can get Matt on the ball and mm. try and unlock that defense and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Quick prediction. What are we going for? Uh, United win. Uh, I'm going to go for a draw. draw. I'm going to go one-one. Okay, one-one draw. Fair enough. I'm going for not many goals, under two goals. I think there'll be one goal in it. Man United might sneak it one-nil, but other than that, wouldn't be surprised to see it nil-nil. To be honest. Um, right, let's move on. So it's still January. What's uh, what's the date? Twenty-second of January. So we've got eight days of the transfer window left. Um, it's starting to ramp up a little bit. Seeing a little bit of movement from uh, from a few teams. I've got a couple of rumours here to go through. And we'll start off with the team we've just been talking about, Man United, who have apparently, uh, according to reports, have bid £30 million for Jude Bellingham from uh, Birmingham City. 16 years old. Crazy. Wow. Absolute crazy money. I know you pay for potential, but is that, is that too much? I mean, I'd, I've not watched much of him. I know a little bit about him, but not... As much, I, I saw him when we played them uh, at their place earlier in the season. He, he played well. I mean, mm. I'm not, I'm not going to say he, he was, but then he's playing up against a Jake Livermore, who, <laughs> who whose legs have kind of gone and uh, and remains Sawyer's who only pass, who passes sideways. So, <laughs> um, I, I, I haven't seen enough of him. What I would say is, for a player who's meant to be everything, Blues are actually really struggling in the league this year. I mean, I know he's not. He don't all hinge on one player, uh, especially at that level, but. I'm not. I'm not seeing thirty million pounds worth of quality there um, for a sixteen-year-old. I mean, yeah. I'm I tell you what, it, it, paying that much money for a sixteen, he, he better be bloody good. He's got to be good, isn't he? Like, I mean, especially when United are crying out for midfielders. <clears throat> I mean, you could go and I'd say, well, just, would, would he? Would he throw him straight in? No, you know what I'm I mean. Sure, if you're I don't paying think that much would. money for thirty you'd, million, you'd have to. You'd have to. You'd, yeah, and yeah. Then, and I, then I, then I don't you... think they would. I don't. I just. I mean. They're already saying that there's too much pressure on McTominay, who you know, obviously he's out injured at the minute, and yeah. he's been one of United's better players this season. Yeah. And what's he, 2021, something like that, maybe? Yeah, so you know, he's, he's, he's over 20, isn't he? So there's too much pressure on him. So how do you think bringing a 16-year-old player from the Championship yeah. and going, oh, you're our guy yeah. now? What? But then, I've got my GCSEs next week. Well, you know what I mean? It's a big, it's a big, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd be stunned if you were 16. But, Come on, I'm starting a job at TGI's on Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't do Saturday. I've got me doing weekends at Top Man. We're always... <laughs> We all questioned the uh, Dan James, though, didn't we? When he when they signed him, and Very that's true. been a brilliant signing for them this yeah. year. So, but Dan James is five years older than Jude Bellingham. There is a, there is a lot, uh, yeah. That, and that five years, you learn a lot and you grow a lot, you just do. as a person. Never mind as a footballer. So, yeah, I, I can see that's just it. Just seems crazy to me, unless it's just a reaction from United to try and keep him going anywhere else. That's yeah. the only thing I can see in this is that he's going to. They see a five year plan for him. Maybe it is five years, but. To get him, they're going to get him now, and they're yeah. going to have to spend that money. And to be honest, Blues are probably putting a massive price tag on one because it's United, and two because they're desperate for cash. They need the money. So they are don't desperate they? for money. It rarely seems to work when when clubs do that and they get someone in, you know, and go, oh, in five years this guy's going to be amazing. It yeah. rarely seems to work. I, I think there's been a few examples. I remember years Phil ago, Phil Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is, actually, we'll leave it there because that is the example. That is the <laughs> ultimate yeah. example. Well, speaking of sixteen-year-olds, uh, just slightly moving this off topic of English football as if you look on uh, on Twitter this uh, in, the, in the last couple of days there's a 16 year old playing for Leon at the minute Ryan Shirky I watched his highlights at the weekend and we're talking about 16 year olds being ready he played obviously he's playing for Leon he played against Nantes at the weekend Nantes mm. a fourth 
two goals, two assists, one a penalty, and his highlights were like something like a prime Zidane. He was unbelievable. Best player on the pitch by an absolute mile. If you're looking at 16-year-old kids, just go there. Yeah. He's <laughs> playing in the top division in France for one of the top three teams in France. Absolutely mental. But if you see that, uh, check it out on our, on Twitter. Uh, just uh, Google How Ryan Shirky. How much for? Hmm? How much reckon he cost? Oh, I don't know. If Man, United, if Man United are buying 200 million. <laughs> oh, true, yeah. They, they come at a premium price, but... Yeah, well, but also English it's players, Leon, isn't it? It's just Leon's conveyor belt and Dombele Aua last year yeah. in the Champions League was amazing. But but yeah. also English players cost way more. They do, yeah, they do you know what I mean? So you probably did, yeah. pick him up for fifteen million, but some get a guy who's played in the Championship for half a season, yeah, thirty million, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, he might be a great player. Look, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm happy to be proven wrong. You know, Bellingham. He sounds like he's a lot of hype around him, and he looks yeah. like he, he could be decent. Yeah. All right, moving on, we've got another rumour. Uh, well, someone slightly, almost twice the age of Jude Bellingham. <laughs> Gareth Bale. <coughs> Gareth Bale, uh, apparently uh, linked with coming back to Spurs. Bookies have suspended betting on that, apparently. Um, what we're seeing. How much are uh, you talking? Uh, I, I don't know. It's not for Some, It's somewhere, it must be somewhere around 50, 60, surely. <sighs> And how old is he? 30 I think he's 30 slash 31. 31. You always look at these players. There's no, there's no sell on there, is there? There's no. He, he has to come in and do a job. But then mm. again, it's Gareth Bale. Yeah. I think he's 30. You'll be 31 when next season starts. If right. you're any team outside of Liverpool and City, and and Gareth Bale becomes available, you go and buy him. Yeah. For me. Yeah, I think he's brilliant. I, I think he's you know how, how underrated he is in Spain. He's on. He's, yeah. he's just crazy over there. The you treatment know, he's got in Spain he just, is... He lived in the shadow of Ronaldo crazy. for years and he's never been... And the fact he, he, he'd rather play golf than, <laughs> than go out for a meal with his... Play, or you know, go training or yeah. whatever it is. It doesn't make him any less of a footballer. Yeah. The fact he likes golf. Yeah. Wales the, Golf Madrid which in is that the order. Issues, yeah, the Wales <laughs> Golf Madrid in that order. Um, we look at his achievements as well. Oh, like The goals he scored in important games, You know the way he's delivered on the biggest stage, never seems to get spoken of. You know what I mean? You think yeah. some of the goals that he scored, if it wasn't... Bicycle really kick in the Champions League yeah. final. If, yeah. Imagine if Ronaldo would have done that, which he, he probably has done that, but do you know what I mean? If he'd have done that, <laughs> yeah. in, no, it would never at the end of it. If that was a Messi or someone, we'd never at the end of it. Oh, he's got no red kick in the Champions League final he's the greatest of all time yeah. Bale does it and it's like oh yeah but you know he's not he's not as good as Ronaldo which doesn't matter he doesn't have to be as good as Ronaldo but for me yep. he could be a good solution for Tottenham he thinks he'll because he can play up front he can you know he could, he, could, he, could, he could put him straight up front if they wanted to uh, and then when Kane comes back He's versatile enough to kind of move to the left wing, yeah. Yeah, if you want. So it might not <coughs> be a bad help, help Ryan Sessignon come along, young yeah. player like that. Surely though, if he's available, United must go in. Surely. I, if you're I, Solskjaer, I, mean, I know he's Solskjaer's going down this youth path at the moment and that's where he wants to go, but this, this is Gareth Bale we're talking about. This, is, this isn't... He's you know, ready-made Premier yeah, League This guy superstar. has done it. And you might only get three years out of him, but if well, you, as you say. Well, it's true, that Lee. If he's going for 50... If, if Say if it was 50 million, right? Mm. And they would go, oh, okay, well, you're spending 30 million on a 16-year-old. Yeah. No no questions asked. <laughs> yeah. For 20 million more, you've got a guy who scored an no red kick in Champions League final. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll make the 20 million back off shirt sales alone. So yeah, just yeah. do it. You know. And I I do think that. Maybe it's... Uh, I think United fans sometimes think we've had their fingers burnt a few times with you know these big name players that have come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Di Maria didn't work out. Sanchez didn't work out. But for me, I, I Bale's already played in the Premier League. We know what we're going to get from him. Yeah. I don't think he would allow it to not work out just from his sheer determination, yeah. his drive. Yeah, I always yeah. saw him as a, a player that United would he would have fit in with United. I always felt yeah. like he would have ended up at United at some point. So, yeah. well, I thought that. I thought he'd gone to Spain to then be able to make the move to United. Because there's always this, this yeah, thing yeah. about Spurs players ending up at United yeah, and yeah. United going and grabbing all the best from Spurs. But going the move to Madrid, learning uh, learning more, and he's got better. He has got better yeah. over there. There's no doubt about that. And then come back and finish at United. That's what I always thought his career path would be. So, go back to Spurs, great for great, great for Mourinho. But yep. Ollie's got to be thinking, go and get him. You know, uh, all the you, rubbish I've got him in. Yeah. Yeah. Go and get this lad. Do you not think that they might, if he doesn't come back now, Bale, that he might end up not coming back to England? I think this might be his last chance. I could see him going I, to America. I, He'd I, end up I, in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, China's now out of the equation with the salary cap. So, yeah, if it's it's now or never, I now or so. this Can summer, Spurs afford him. On his on his wages, that's the that's what the other question. They don't like to break that salary. Yeah, right, cap. I know they did with Kane, and they've made an, an exception. Um, You'd have to be right up there with Kane, yeah. wouldn't but he? So. But surely, I, I think what he's earning now is way over their what they normally cap their salary at anyway. Yeah. Surely, so you could have to take a bit. He's going to take a cut. Oh, there's going to be some bonuses, or they'll be have to find some way to make it work, won't they? Or sign on fees or whatever. Yeah. 
someone will make it work. If they want it, if they oh, want if they him, want him, I, I, if they want him, they'll, yeah. they'll go for yeah. it. Uh, one last one to wrap up. Um, we talked a little about a bit, little bit about him before. Sergio Aguero, uh, as well as David Silva. Apparently, uh, David. <laughs> it's weird even saying this, isn't it? <laughs> David <laughs> Beckham's <laughs> club. Actual club franchise into Miami, which sounds like my uh, old five aside team. Um, into Miami, are, are, like a pro Evo team. That, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was actually called uh, Into Your Man, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, throwback. Anyone listening to in, who used to play the Into Your Man, hello, hello lads, we were we were amazing. Um, yeah, uh, Aguero and David Silva have been linked with moving once their time's up at Man City. Very quickly, can we see that happening? Uh, yes. I, yeah, I just don't want the time to be up. <laughs> yeah. um, You've got to think David Silva might be this summer and Aguero yeah. next summer. Yeah, might I think that's yeah, probably yeah. not not far off there, to be honest. I Mally, think yeah. Silva will probably end up back in Spain, though, surely. He's gonna, he'll just want to go back home and finish his years yeah. there, I'd have thought. Aguero, God, he'd be amazing out there, wouldn't he? Oh God, God, he'd be the goals he could score out there. No, yeah. if he do yeah. I can see Aguero more than Silva. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Silva, he doesn't, he, he's always shunned the limelight and I think you give a little bit of that fanfare that comes with it because it's Beckham's mm-hmm. club as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There'll be so much media do, sort of attention. Do they still have a cap on the salary? They can have one player earning so much money out there in America. Is that still, still the case? I think so. only allowed to have one player in their squad earning... Yeah, like, yeah, they've got so set overseas would, players as yeah, well. Yeah, so sort of they would they'd struggle to get them both. I'd have thought. Yeah. So which means I, which I, I would, think they've just yeah. scattergun at it and said, maybe him, maybe him, maybe him, you decide. Yeah, yeah. I think part of it as well is that it must be quite attractive for. It's just a lifestyle as well that you yeah. get if you go. Yeah, over there a couple of years in LA for retirement. Yeah, yeah how nice that would be. Sorry, so, yeah, I live in Miami. Miami, Miami, Miami yeah. yeah, but you're living in the dream. Then he can just go back to. If it's Aguero, he just ends up it, back at Argentina. It's close to South America as well, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, it's not. Uh, completely out, out of the re- realms of possibility. Um, you know, it, it's, I can't seen it see more a, and more. I can't see Aguero going anywhere for another couple of years. He's still got it in him. I mean, yeah. look, like we were saying earlier, without him, City just look like they're going to struggle for goals as uh, their strikers. Yeah. So unless they go and spend, they're going to have to go and replace his goals. Yeah. And Which how, you know, that'd be expensive. Yeah. yeah, it would be very expensive. <laughs> yeah. But then they can afford it, I suppose. But, but yeah, yeah. I, I think it could happen. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen yeah, just for the, a season or two. Yeah. In the maybe not next season. I hope not next season because mm. I do love Aguero. I think he's yeah. he's just a brilliant player. Yeah. Uh, and let's be honest, he's in everyone's fa- his first name on your fantasy sheet. That's all he's bothered about. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like, where we get my goals from next? Where year? my goals go? I have to suddenly <laughs> try and find a player to get him from. <laughs> Uh, right, that wraps it up for today. Um, thank you guys for coming on, providing the insight. Solid second appearance for Lee as he settles into uh, podcast life. There we go. Um, rather different from his day to day of uh, being an accountant. It, it, very, very much so. This is this is like all all the jazz. This is the jazzy part of the role. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lee's just used to see how much the microphones cost on the uh, on the invoice sheet. Yeah. You've broke another one. What? Broke another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, don't forget you can follow us on uh, Twitter at the Sport Social, Facebook Sport Social, and Instagram Sport Social Official. That will bring you all the latest news throughout the day. Multiple updates on there for everything you need to know about the game all around the world. And also, uh, thank you to Adam. Cheers, Marley. And thank you to Lee. Cheers, mate. And thank we'll you. be back tomorrow for the next edition of Football Social Daily. See you then. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode.